The following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. The following is a presentation of financial crisis recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Hey, hey, good morning, everybody. That's right, nationally renowned speaker and expert. You you remember that, folks. You remember that. We are going to be talking about uh, something specifically related to businesses. I see it all the time. Uh, if I talk about it, you're probably going to say, aha, and you may already be engaged in this horrible, horrible thing, or God forbid, you considered it. Maybe you got together, drank some beers with your buddies, and you decided you were going to form a partnership. <laughs> oh, bad idea. Bad idea. We're going to talk about business partnerships. We're going to talk about what they are, where they go bad, and maybe how you can try to remedy one if you're in it, or maybe if you if you have to do it, then guess what? At least let's try to do it and mitigate the inevitable damage, the inevitable damage. So when I do shows like this, very honestly, I do them in such a way that I know I'm going to have clients, and I have a lot of them, uh, whom I'm going to refer to a show like this because at the very least, even if we're going to talk about partnerships, and remember, this is at 300 bucks an hour I'm going to be talking to people. So listen, folks, this is the value you're getting. Uh, I'll have them listen to a show like this or the podcast thereafter. And the reason I do that is because we'll always have a much more useful conversation because we've developed some context around the basics and then we get more in-depth in their situation. And and this type of a show or this this topic is a really good one for that because this this is a critical error that many, many, especially new and small business owners make. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll talk about whether or not you think it's a, it's a critical mistake or not, but so partnerships, um, are, are formed gosh, in, 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 in ways that, that almost make me cringe. And those ways might be, well, we were good friends in high school or we graduated from college or we were roommates or, Oh God, we were in each other's weddings or whatever, something, something like that, you know, and I, and I'll, I'll tell you that I've been involved in business relationships with people in that way myself. Um, and it's, it's, it's generally, it's generally not good. And so a formal partnership is a legal and contractual agreement that lays out, uh, or at least should, who owns what percentage of the business and often any assets that are acquired by that business trucks trailers you know tr- you know bobcats um copy machines uh, whatever printing machines whatever it happens to be they're generally owned by the business and so if you are a uh, a, a 
company, then you're an LLC. And if you are a, if you, and that would be a, maybe a limited partnership, uh, or if you're a, a corporation, well, then you're, then, then you, there's shares as opposed to in a company, an LLC, where you have member units. And, uh, you may be, maybe you've got an LLC right now and you're the managing member of that LLC. And then the, 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 uh, value or ownership proposition is denoted by the membership units that you own or the percentage of, of membership units that you own. The main thing to understand is that Anyone who is in a partnership or anyone who's in a business for that matter has a fiduciary responsibility to hold the business and its survival above its your your own self, one's own self. That's vitally important that you understand, and I know most people don't, that when you form uh when you form a business of any type um, you have a duty of care and a financial obligation uh, to take care of that company and its success is on you. And again, I'll say you can be sued by your partners if you're the managing member or you're running the, the business and you put your own individual needs above the needs of the company and that's your that is your fiduciary responsibility and it's a legal one so you know when you enter into a, a partnership uh and uh, obviously uh, a partnership can be structured in many ways from a formal perspective whether that be an s corp llc c corp what have you um the 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 agreements that are made and the ownership that is another issue, the way that that's structured. And there lies, frankly, where things begin to go wrong. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But I will say that that I know many, many people who, because they're, you know, they're both contractors or they're both this or that or whatever, they decide they're going to be in business together. It is most often a, a terrible idea. But see, here's the problem. People want to jump holding hands. They're always afraid to do anything on their own. So they want to have somebody to jo- jump with them. Uh, and, and apparently that makes it easier. But what it really means is that, is that more people go down in flames and sometimes as the result of one person. So you have to be conscious that when you enter into a an official legal partnership uh that you have responsibilities and most likely there's a reason why you're forming a partnership we'll talk about that now i like to say <laughs> that partnerships never last and those that have lasted so far on on are on borrowed time <laughs> so listen to that listen to that carefully those that are lasting so far on our, are on borrowed time and partnerships never last. Oh no, no, Todd. No, no. We we we've been apart we've been partners for ten years. And I say, Well, we'll see how long that lasts. Well, no, no, Todd. We've been partners for twenty years. And I'll say, We'll see how long that lasts. Look, folks, it's hard enough to make a marriage work. What do you think a business partnership is like? 
You know, um, how many people do all of us know who have been, uh, you know, living together, you know, and and uh, so-called in love and they they've been living together for 10 years and they get married and in 12 months they're divorced. Well, why is that? Pressure, pressure, pressure that wasn't there before that is there now. Because look, once that happens, of course, now now it's time to go. Now it's time to get serious about life. And all of a sudden, all the things that were minor and nobody wanted to say anything about, now, now we say, well, guess what? It's exactly what happens in a business partnership. There is money and there is performance and there is liability and it is it is steeped in pressure. And that is inevitable in a partnership. Not to mention the dynamics of individuals. You deal with it in marriages. And and maybe there is somewhat of a value of having the yin and the yang and together they make a whole piece or they're more successful. What you'd really want, obviously, with a partnership is you'd want two one plus one equals three or five. As opposed to, you know, uh, one, one plus one equals one. <laughs> so you want, a, if it is a partnership, then obviously there's got to be a reason behind that. And, you know, for the same reason that I make the point that partnerships lev- never last and those that, that have are on borrowed time, is the same reason I say, and listen to this one, folks, never, ever, ever, (laughs) ever borrow money to or from family or friends under any circumstances. Never, ever borrow money to or from family or friends. And I've got to say I'm a fortunate one because my grandfather found out when I was young guy, young kid on, on the farm, Borrowed some money to one of my friends, you know, like lunch money stuff. And when he found out, he sat me down and he went off. I mean, because, you know, because I was lucky. He said, Todd, you don't ever borrow money to family or friends under any circumstances. You don't borrow it to them and you don't borrow it from them. And he said, if you really care about somebody or you like them or you're good friends with them, it won't last. And if you wanted a perfect recipe to ruin a friendship, to ruin a family relationship, that's it. No, no, Todd, you don't understand. My my ethnic background, we, we we all do that. That's that's we're different. No, you're not. I don't care about your background. I don't care about your ethnicity. I could give a crap about any of it. What is it like when you go to holiday dinner and everybody there, brothers and sisters, know that you borrowed money from mom and dad. They didn't. And you aren't paying that money back, even if there's an agreement to do so. Because that's their inheritance. That's their money. And then, oh, by the way, you tell everybody about the vacation you're going to take while simultaneously not paying mom and dad back. You know your brother and sister's money that you're not paying mom and dad back that is really their money. You think I'm kidding about this? You think I'm kidding even just a little bit about this? This is huge. 
Never, ever borrow money to or from family or friends. You want to ruin a relationship, that's the best way in the world there is to do it. Well, guess what? Forming a partnership is right there with it. Right there with it. But you think because you were friends way back when, since you were little, whatever, that means that you guys are just going to get on famously in a business. And... What really is most likely going to happen is you're going to wind up not talking to each other and very possibly hating each other and ruining the relationship. That's what's most likely going to happen. And it isn't even about either one of you being good or bad. It's just the nature of the stress and the relationship. And so you need to be conscious of these things and you need to recognize that as I always like to say, I expect everything to go wrong. And when it does, I am not surprised and I've made allowances for it. We're going to talk about that because I, I really do believe that. And see, for a lot of folks, they believe that if they think that something will go wrong, in other words, if they have negative thoughts, they believe they're going to bring it on more quickly. And that is absolutely incorrect thinking. Look at everything. You know, you hear me talk about asset protection, and this is most certainly about asset protection, assuming you have any assets at all. And of course, then if you don't have any assets, then you assume that it's okay because what's the difference? I got nothing to lose anyway. And again, I'm going to say wrong, 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 because whatever you do build, look, if you both own a truck and things go wrong, how are you going to tear the truck in half with the sign painted all over the side of the truck? I mean, ugh. And the, and the loans and the financing and the, and the work that it took to, to, to purchase it over several years or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's just so inevitable that these things are, are going to go wrong. And so let's talk about what a partnership is generally uh, about. And then let's talk about where it can go wrong. So first and foremost, all partnerships are based on performance performance. What do you bring to the partnership? So if I'm this and you're that, and together those skills complement one another, then we each are bringing performance to our partnership, right? So what is that performance? Now, I'm going to tell you more later on that it better not be that one's got the money and the other one doesn't, because that's a horrible situation. But if one brings something and the other brings something, that may make very logical sense at the onset. Here's the problem. Over time with the stress that I've described in the business, and it's and it's inevitable there's going to be stress in a business i don't care if you're doing well or you're not doing well i don't care if you're making lots of money or you're making hardly any money it's going to be a problem and so it doesn't take long before one of you or both of you begin to believe that the value that you bring to the partnership has more use and monetary value than what the i mean they might both be important But what about if one has more monetary value to the business? Does that make it better or worse? Does that make it more or less important? I don't know. We could debate that, couldn't we? So at some point, one or both of you believes that your value to the partnership, the thing that you bring to the partnership, is worth more 
than the other person's value. Now, you don't say anything about this because, of course, that, you know, you don't want to start a fight. I mean, it's it's just this thing that's lurking around in your mind. But on a bad day, a tough day, you go home and you tell the person whom you're living with, your family, your friends, your wife, whoever, because you got a bitch to somebody, right? You tell them about how this person's dropping the ball and they're, they're, they're what, what they do in the business never was worth as much as what you do in the business anyway. And of course, this person who your friend, your family loves and cares about you agrees with you because, you know, you needed to somebody to confide in and they're just trying to be that shoulder. And so they agree with you. Now, this goes on more than once. <laughs> and inevitably, you start going into work and they have agreed with you, which reinforces your belief. And pretty soon, you're disagreeing with everything that this person does. You know, there's an adage that says when, when, you, when, when you bring somebody into a business, in the beginning... And this is just this is like the sun coming up in the morning, folks, just just so you know, it's as somebody who hired and fired a lot of people. Let me just tell you, this is inevitably imminent that it will happen. So you bring them in and they worship you. They think they think you're God. They're just like, wow, you're amazing. They walk you. they, They follow you around like a puppy dog. Right. Pretty soon they start, you know, questioning why are you doing it that way? Why don't you do it this way? That's the second stage. The third stage is that they question everything that you do and they believe they can do it better than you and they want to be the one who is making the decisions. And that is inevitable. Well, what do you think happens to a partnership during that phase? Because that's what's going to happen. So you have to know that invariably that person's going to disagree with you and they're going to believe that their value that they bring to this partnership at some point has more use than what you're bringing. And you probably think the same thing, only in the opposite direction. And pretty soon you're coming together in the morning, ready to go to blows on the simplest of things because this is festering around in your mind all the time. And it is. So the main thing you have to know is that if partnerships are based on performance and they always are, what are you going to do to offset or eliminate or minimize that challenge? Because that that is an inevitable challenge. Now, another thing that you should know is the personal finances of the partner. Personal finances. What does that have to do with anything? Well, let me just tell you that if you are the one who is ongoingly going to the other partner, telling them that you need money from the business operating account to pay your own personal bills, and, and regularly you're needing needing them to float some money to you early, you know, payday's on Friday, but today's Tuesday and you need money. Let me just say that if you are doing that and you are regularly doing that, you are ruining the partnership Moreover, if you come to me as a partner and every two weeks you need money before payday shows up, 
let me just tell you, if I say yes to that, and certainly if I say yes to that more than once, well, whatever it is that I come up with that I need need you to agree with me, you darn sure better agree with me on anything and everything I say after I've been floating you money that I'm not taking myself. You weaken yourself in the partnership by asking for money. Your personal finances, your ability to manage your personal money in a partnership is utterly critical. Are people good at managing personal money? No, they're not. Oh, you mean like people who don't make very much money and are unsuccessful? No, I don't mean that. I mean everybody. I mean people suck at managing money. I mean if you're a CPA and you think that if you tell me you're a CPA, then I obviously conclude that you know how to manage your personal finances. I've been doing this for over 30 years. I think just the opposite, just so you know. I think just the opposite. Remember something. To account for something is to simply account and reconcile after you've already spent the money when it's too late to do anything about it. Okay? So CPAs, financial advisors, just general accountants, they're terrible at managing their money. Just as, as, as those groups, they're terrible at managing their money. Don't think because somebody's a CPA, they're good at managing their money. It's not true. It's absolutely not true. So when it comes to obviously personal money management, day by day money management, there's that. What about when you need money to go and buy something? to buy equipment or, oh, oh, God forbid, pay a tax liability at the end of the year that neither one of you were anticipating. What about that? What about that you need to get a loan for the business and one of you has really good credit and the other one's credit stinks? What about that? Is that going to be a problem? Is that going to affect our partnership? I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? If you're not sitting there with your hand on your forehead going, oh, my God, you know, and if you've been talking to your friend, your girlfriend, you know, you've got this cute little business and you're going to form a partnership. Yeah, whatever. Oh, my God. Look, I might I might love the business plan. I might love the business and and its strategy. But if you tell me you're going to do it as a partnership, I'm going, I'm shaking my head, you know, and look, I get paid 300 bucks an hour to tell you what I think. And I don't care if you like what I think or not, I'm going to tell you. Now, does that mean that if you're already a partnership, I'm going to tell you to break it up? Well, (laughs) maybe, Uh, but if you, if you are, or you're considering it, well, then there's things that you can do to minimize it. And just like when I talk about uh, asset protection, where I say, expect things to go wrong. What will I lose if it, if it all goes to crap tomorrow? What do I lose and what do I keep? What's exempt? What am I responsible for? All of these things are things that you think of in advance. You position yourself to deal with them. And then once you've done that, then you stop worrying about it. You go to the work, go to work to try to ensure that it doesn't happen. Positioning and strategizing for something going wrong in advance does not make it happen. It is not a self-fulfilling prophecy. It is not. It is about just understanding that if this business fails, I'm not going to quit and go to work for somebody. I hope not, because the irony is when you start a business, it isn't even so much about how well you do. It's about how much you learn. It's just like when you work for someone else. And I tell you, you're getting paid to learn. Remember that. 
it's not just about the income that you make. It's about what you become. It, it's about the skills that you develop and w- how you can use those in future employment and build yourself or build your business and company. So you prepare yourself for things going wrong. And then when and if they do, you're not surprised. and You've already got a predetermined plan as to how you will split up so that you can remain friends and not want to kill each other. Do people do this in partnerships? No, of course not. They never do that. You know? Oh, you know, if you talking about it's just going to make it happen faster. No, it's not. We're going to take a break here, and we're going to come back talking more about partnerships. Now, we've talked about why they go wrong. What's, what's, what's you know, what are the inevitable things that, that create challenges in the partnership? When we come back from the break... We're going to talk about some of the things that you can do if, God forbid, you're going to be in a partnership. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the things that you can do to try to position and prepare if things don't work out. Look, if they work out great, fabulous. Then you never have to use these things. But if they don't work out, then how should you have been preparing in advance just in case that took place? We'll be right back. Great Waters Financial specializes in helping you retire comfortably. When it comes to seeking retirement guidance, you don't need a salesman. You need an ally. Great Waters Financial doesn't have a hidden agenda. Their professionals at Great Waters Financial focus on what matters, your financial peace. Start planning for your future now and make your money work for you. Great Waters Financial is the official financial planning service of Cover Your Assets. For more information, call 612-360-2127 or go to greatwatersfinancial.com. Commercial real estate. If you're looking to lease, purchase, or sell commercial real estate, working with the right team is everything. Metro East Commercial Real Estate is the name to know. John and Ann Whitcomb, along with their team, have over 35 years experience. They have the knowledge and skill to represent and guide you every step of the way. Whether you're a seasoned professional real estate investor, a business owner, or possibly would just like to learn and gain knowledge to get involved in commercial real estate investing, Metro East Commercial Real Estate should be your first call. You can find them on the web by going to metroeastcre.com, that's M-E-T-R-O-E-A-S-T-C-R-E.com, or by calling them at 651-351-5005. Again, that number, 651-351-5005. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your 
your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company and now you want to leave but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel, winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP SmartSide Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate. 877-SMA-TODAY or go online to SMA2DAY.com. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. We've been talking about a topic that I think is uh, a big one, especially as it relates to any business, small, medium, or large, and that is uh, partnerships. 
So I want to pick up where I left off, and I know I said I wanted to go into how to eliminate it, but as I'm sitting here at the break, there's so many things that just fly into my mind. And one of those things is most important to recognize that when you take out business loans, and there's multiple people on the loan, those loans are almost always, unless otherwise specified, And that's why you want to know about this in advance, because if you can uh, delineate who has what responsibility in terms of liability to the repayment of that debt, a guarantor is is to guarantee the repayment of the loan. Joint and several means that you jointly or severally, any one person or all people can be held 100% responsible for the loan. In other words, if there's three people on a loan, any one of them can be held responsible for 100% of the debt. Not respective of your percentage of ownership or value within the partnership. (laughs) Does, does Does that sound interesting right there? So you mean to tell me that I could be a 20% partner and because the guy who came to me and said he wanted to be partners with me, and he's been doing the business for a long, long time, he wanted to be partners with me. And he convinced me that we're going to get on well and that it's just going to be a, a, a great thing. Then six months into the thing, he comes to me and says, we need a business loan and that uh, he needs, we both need to sign because, of course, we're both business owners. Of course, I don't realize the fact that maybe one of the reasons for that is because his signature means absolutely nothing because he has terrible credit or he has no personal assets because he hasn't been all that responsible. Now, whether that's true or not really doesn't matter. The main thing you need to be abundantly clear on is that two signatures do not simply divide the liability or responsibility of that loan any more than they do in terms of ownership on a title. Just so you know, two people's names on a title is what's known as undivided interest in real property. And so when two people's names are signed on a title, it doesn't mean that it's a 50-50 proposition. In other words, if you owe me money and your name is on a title, I'll sue you for 99% of the value of that asset. And you'll say, no, 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 there's two people on here. And I'll say, yeah, You own 99% and he owns 1%. And you say, oh, come on, that's ridiculous. And I say, prove it. Wow. Wow. Does it work that way in terms of responsibility of a debt? Oh, yeah, it's even worse. Any one person can be jointly or severally responsible for 100% of the debt. Yes, that's how it works. Now, why might that be a problem? Well, as the, as the business is now spiraling downward, going out of business, if one person happens to have more personal assets, one of the partners happens to have more personal assets and the other one or two are destitute and broke, who do you think the bank and its attorneys are going to pursue? That person, obviously. You're a waste of time because they've already done an asset search and they already know you don't have anything. And you think, well, that's the way it goes. No, it's not the way it goes because that person who got sued for 100% of the debt and maybe inevitably wound up paying 100% of the debt now sues you and any other partner 
for the undue amount of money that they had to pay on behalf of the corporation's debt, even though they were only a 20% owner of the business. Can they really do that? Yes, they can, and they will win. Well, I don't have anything anyway. Yeah? Well, unless you're willing to file bankruptcy, they are going to put that law that that lawsuit against you if they win a judgment even though you have no assets they can continue to renew that judgment so at some point down the road they can enforce that judgment when you do have assets or income that they can garnish or assets that they can uh take from you so wow another one of those major stressors as it relates to the business so i'll tell you this If you come to me, and for everybody out there who wants to raise money, and I've raised a lot of money for companies with 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 uh, with angel investors and helped find people money, and and I even go so far sometimes. Please don't call me, and have borrowed money to people. Don't do it anymore. That's make sure you know that. Don't call me. Don't ask me. Don't do it anymore. But I will sometimes help you find money. But let me tell you, if you want my money, just so you know my perspective on this. You know, you, you've invested your life savings, your blood, sweat, and tears for the last five years developing this concept. Pat, you got a patent on the thing you're going to do, this, you know, process or the product or whatever. And in your mind, you put $2 million into this thing. But you know, you need just a couple hundred thousand dollars more to push over the, over the finish line so that you can, you know, you, you can market this incredible product or service and it's going to just, you know, it's going to be amazing. So let's say you get together with somebody like me and you tell me all about this and, uh, you know, you want me to be a partner with you because I've got some money. You know that. And, you know, you've invested $2 million, and all you need here is 200000 So you're thinking, you know, 10%. I'll give you 10% of the business. Give me $200,000 and give you 10% of the business. Huh. Let me tell you what. You want my money? I'm 51%. You're 49%. Well, no, no, wait a minute. No, no. I- I've invested all of this way before you were ever here. Yeah, I'm aware of that. You want my money? I get control, period, period. Well, I mean, i that's ridiculous. Great, great. I don't need to give you my money. It's my money. You don't have it, I do. I got the money, I want the control. End of story. So when people are wanting to borrow money, and they do all the time, I mean, all the time, people come to me with their businesses and they just need, you know, a little bit, 50 grand, 100 grand, 250 grand. And that's what, and, and they, and they really do think this. You ever watch Shark Tank? You ever watch them? These silly people. And then they'll tell you, they'll give you 10% of their business and they'll value their business at $2 million, not even realizing it. Okay. You want $200,000 and you want to give me 10%. Don't you understand 10% of $2 million is $200,000. So apparently if you want 200,000, you want to give me 10% of the business. You have already valued your business, your basis of ownership of par value equals $2 million. So why don't you show me a formula to show me how in God's name he came up with that number? Huh? People are so ignorant when it comes to business. So partnerships, do you need to know all this stuff? You better believe it. 
You better believe it. And here's the thing. What if it's not just you? What if it's you and your family? You're putting your family on the line when you form this partnership. This is not a frivolous thing. You don't just jump into it. You've got to know what you're getting involved in. And the percentage of ownership is just, it's critical. So, first, I would say this. Um, I would say that if you're going to form a partnership, you should immediately, before you do that, consider a strategic alliance as opposed to a formal partnership. A strategic alliance where you come together both bringing performance to the agreement. Now, remember, this is assuming that we're, that, you know, I don't know what that performance is. I mean, are you going to be an active participant in the business or are you just going to be an investor? Because remember, there's all kinds of people who are in small businesses who consider the money they pay themselves as a salary to be a profit to the business. It's not. When you pay yourself an income, that income is just like your employee payroll salary. That's the same thing. It's not profit to the business. Profit to the business comes after that. So if all the money that's made in the business goes to pay you a salary, and that salary is in keeping with anybody else who would be doing the same thing you're doing, that means the business is not earning any profit at all. Who would put money as an investor into a business like that because the money that they make as an investor is on the profit of the business? They don't want to be a a participant in the business. They want to invest in it. They don't want to do any work. They've got the money. What What are the margins to justify investing in this? And what type of dividends am I going to receive? And is there going to be money left over for the business to be able to scale and grow so that I can see compound returns on my investment? All basic things that average small Joe business owners don't know and don't even anticipate. So you have to understand what it is you're going to do in the business. You have to recognize that if I can be a strategic partner as an alliance rather than a formal partnership, that means that we each can own our own businesses and maybe you've got some equipment I don't have or maybe you've got a skill or expertise that I don't have, but I've got a a, a product service skill that you don't have and together we can be more and we can take on a project or we can make money or we can be in this marketplace and then that forms the strategic alliance. The importance of that is very simple. If it doesn't work out or when we no longer need one another, we simply go our separate ways and we still like each other. And if in the future there's another project or another client or another this, that, or the other thing that justifies us coming back together again because it went pretty well, you can choose to do that or not, but you can always go your separate ways and nobody gets hurt in the process. That's a strategic alliance. Why more people don't do that as a for, as opposed to a formal partnership blows my mind. But hopefully you're listening to this and, and you're actually drinking this in and thinking about whether or not, in your case, that might be a better thing than a partnership. We're going to take another break here, and we will be right back discussing partnerships. 
Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Russell Williams Home Services is your go-to company for all your window cleaning, pressure washing, and gutter cleaning needs. Serving the greater Minneapolis metro area since 2007, we have the tools, equipment, and knowledge to properly care for your home or business. We offer competitive, transparent pricing and free on-site or online consultations. Our large workforce allows us to complete even substantial projects, such as apartments, schools, and assisted living complexes in a timely manner, often in a single day. To see our window cleaning pricing structure and a completely of services we provide, please visit our website at cleanmywindowsnow.com or reach us by phone at 612-423-3059. Do you have enough to retire? Do you even know how much you need to retire? Great Waters Financial specializes in helping people nearing retirement get ready for their next big challenge. Great Waters Financial can help you understand how much you'll need for a comfortable retirement, how long your money will last, and what you need to do now to make sure you can retire the way you want to. You've earned a great retirement. Let the team at Great Waters Financial help you make it happen. Four convenient offices in the Twin Cities. GreatWatersFinancial.com The Lone Ranger and Tonto. Yes. Laurel and Hardy. Oh, yes. Butch and Sundance. That's right. Turner and Hooch. Okay. Tango and Cash. Uh, all right. Starsky and Hutch. Uh, Itchy and Scratchy. Okay. Batman and Robin. Thank you. Got the idea. It's that every superhero needs a sidekick. That's why when Jason Walgrave needs help for his customers, he calls on Mike Overson at Leader One Financial. Find out how to get started on making your plan today at ApplyWithMike.com. Come He's super. Laverne and Shirley. Exactly. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures, on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. One, one. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. 
However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate. 877-SMA-TODAY or go online to sma2day.com You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I hope you're enjoying uh, this this little conversation I'm having with myself about partnerships. (laughs) As I say, if you're already in a partnership, okay, fair enough. How do you fix it. Well, I've talked a lot about how you can avoid one in the first place. Um, Strategic alliance or just do it on your own and say, screw it. The one thing you have to be abundantly clear on, um, and this is not a slight against the legal profession. (laughs) And in fact, if I were in that business, I'd know the same thing I'm saying to you now. And it just is what it is. You go to an attorney, and of course, what does Todd Rooker know? He's not an attorney. Attorneys love partnerships. Now, in everything that I've just said to you so far, do you understand why? Do you understand why? Do you understand the work that goes into a partnership? If they're a good attorney, they know that partnerships never last, and those that do are on borrowed time. They know that there's going to be potentially liability from a client or from the IRS or Minnesota Revenue or from an employee who sues you. They know that and they know that it's going to affect the two partners differently. And they know that there's going to be litigation. I mean, remember, in, in the business of law, the more long and protracted an argument, the more billable hours. Is that not obvious, folks? So when you already know that something is destined to fail or has a heck of a good percentage chance, what does that tell you about the fact that you're going to be using that business attorney and it's going to be a problem? Now, we all certainly, we certainly have to consider the fact that, you know, maybe it's a conflict of interest if there's multiple parties that can't represent all of them and then, and then they represent the business exclusively and then you each need your own attorneys on top of the attorney who represents the company. Wow, is that a lot of money in legal fees? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So if you're going to form a partnership, if you are going to do it, 
then you really want to have a control agreement right from the very beginning that that describes exactly how the business will be valued if one partner wants to buy out the other partner, under what circumstances cause that one person would be terminated or eliminated if they do things they shouldn't be doing. There's a whole lot that goes into a, a, a partnership agreement, the least of which is things like buy-sell agreements where, you know what, I don't want to be in business with your family, you know, your spouse, your spouse and I never got along. And the worst news of all is that people will set up what we call buy-sell agreements. So what's a buy-sell agreement? It simply means that upon your death, we each hold life insurance contracts on one another and that we agree that if something happens to either one of us, our percentage of ownership in the in the in the business is equal to the amount of value we have in life insurance so when you die I own your life insurance policy and you own mine. So regardless of who passes away, should that happen or become disabled, it means that I'm going to get an amount of money upon your death. I'm going to hand it to your wife and your wife is going to agree that that is equal to your value in the partnership. And now I own the business completely and your wife is out and I don't have to go to business, go into business with your family who knows nothing about your business. Sounds reasonable, huh? Yeah, except the problem is you have no idea how many businesses are sold that concept by a life insurance agent, but then they have no formal agreement to do it. (laughs) They have the life insurance policies, but they have no formal agreement. So when I go to your wife with, you know, $500,000 or whatever it is, she says, yeah, I think the business is worth way more than $500,000 and I'm not accepting $500,000 for the business. Uh, I'm, I, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep my 50% of the business. Well, no, 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 we agreed. Really? Where's the agreement? Where's the contract? Where, where did my, where did my, my deceased spouse sign that contract? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, an agreement in advance to anticipate these things is critical and a good attorney myself involved as well can help you anticipate all these things so if you're hell-bent on starting a partnership at least we're going to try to dissolve the partnership when and if it happens in such a way that you won't want to kill each other that's important now on the flip side How could you form a partnership that wouldn't be a problem? Well, remember I talked about whether I'm an investor or a participant. The whole concept behind an S-Corp for a lot of people is that they pay themselves a salary that's based on them actually doing the work or a job. And it's a salary that the notion is in keeping with what anybody else would be paid for the same thing. Now, whether or not that's true or not, that's a whole other conversation. But let's say that we assume that that job is worth 50, 60, 70, $100,000 a year. All right. Well, I've already made the point. That's the participant. So then when I take draws from the business on top of that, I don't have to pay FICA tax or Social Security income tax because the premise is that that's the investor side of the business. I actually do work and I get paid as an employee. And whether it's me or somebody else doing the work, they're going to have to pay somebody. And so it just happens to be me because I'm a participant in the business. But then on top of that, there needs to be profit. There needs to be a margin on top of that. And then that's paid out to the investor or at least you being or other people being investors of the business. And that's not taxed as 
lose income because you're not actively participating in the business. Well, if you understand that concept, the best thing that you can do is to both form your own individual business structures, LLC, S-Corp, what have you, and then you form one together. And so this way you're both paid on the performance that you bring to the business as a participant, and then you share in the investor component that is on top of that. So if one person's doing way more work, they get compensated more because they're doing more work like any other employee, and they need to be paid more money, and nobody bitches or complains about it. That's the whole idea. Then on top of that, there's a profit margin and then that is the portion that we split in whatever degree we talk about why is that important because we've eliminated the performance that is associated with the partnership because the performance is where they all go wrong that's the point Remember this, if we buy an investment property and you've got the good credit, you've got the money, but I'm going to be the one who does the maintenance. You just need to know that that type of an arrangement is doomed from the very beginning. So we go along for a couple of years and I, the one who financed it, qualified for the financing with my good credit and had the money to put down or not. I believe that my performance was simply the money. I'm not an active participant in the business at all. You, on the other hand, are, but your performance to the partnership was that you were going to keep and maintain the property. One day I show up on the property and I look at it and I go, whether my perception or real, I believe this place looks terrible. You're doing a horrible job taking care of this property. You're not performing within the partnership. You're not holding up your end of the bargain. So guess what? I want to get rid of you as a partner. Now, that's an active participant. The flip side would be, what if neither one of us are active participants and we both show up and we say, fire this crappy maintenance company and it doesn't affect the partnership at all. Eliminate the performance. You eliminate much of the problem with partnerships. Hope you enjoyed the show, everybody. Partnerships, they're a problem. They never last, and those that do are on borrowed time. (laughs) Have a good weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Zero, zero. This has been a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500.